So I'm bored of. I don't want to look at people on a screen. I don't care. I don't want to look at myself. Don't care. Not abs. Not interested. Don't care. We're not your PMC. We're not your PMC fucking minions, George. You should be happy to see us. You're my colleagues on the podcast who are fuck you. The most, the worst, like deluded, like people who think they aren't PMCs. Mm. (laughs) Because the fucking most classic PMC trait. We're not your fucking colleagues, so get that right at least. Deluded PMCers, we might be, but we're not your fucking colleagues. I mean, this is work. Don't don't. It's a meeting where I have to say shit and Remember, this pretend is that I'm interested Remember, when other people recorded, are talking. And it's That's going work. to go out to our listeners. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck you too. This is- <laughs> Hello, this is Mr. Bunga Bunga, joining you from the top of the Kirinali Hill, from the banks of the Dniepro, and from your esophagus after you've swallowed the Bunga pill and have decided to leave the Matrix. This is Bunga Cast. It's uh, Wednesday, the 19th of January. This is Alex Hochuli, and we are also George Hoare and Philip Cunliffe. And this is the three articles on Italy, Ukraine, and the Matrix. Hello, guys. Hi. Hey, how's it going? We are. are, Each one of us is all three of us. We are a that's uh, dialectics. That's dialectics. Yeah, a trinity, if you will. Mm. Call a forward, ho- a, a holy or uh, otherwise. So we're going to get started. If you're new to us, welcome. Uh, the way this works is we each bring an article on current affairs, and they can be on varied topics. And uh, and this week, it very much is, as we're talking about, uh, well, a film uh, and matters in Italy and the matters in Ukraine, Russia, and beyond. Uh, so we're going to get started. And uh, I guess I'll go first, because I have brought an article uh, on Italy. And this is by uh, Thomas Fazzi, a previous guest as well as Paolo Cornetti, uh, how the EU destroyed Italian democracy. Of course, uh, regular listeners will immediately identify a recurring theme here, Um, but we're not just going to go on about how the EU is anti-democratic, but we're going to specifically look at Italy as this this article does. Um, This came out in Unheard uh, this week, and uh, the article starts off from, well, actually, before I start uh, off on the article, you may have noticed uh, we've been publicizing on social media because we're um, kind of freelance or, or actually voluntary uh, campaigners for Berlusconi's run to the Italian presidency um, because it would just be very good for this podcast. So we uh, are upfront about our interests here. Um, Silvio Berlusconi is trying to make this remarkable return to the front line of Italian politics to become president of Italy. This is just a quick insert to say that this was recorded before Silvio Berlusconi very sadly dropped out of the race on the weekend of the 23rd of January. He said he was withdrawing out of concern his election would sow division at a time when Italy must focus on battling the coronavirus pandemic and implementing its recovery plan. I decided to take another step on the path of national responsibility, he posted on Facebook. So much responsibility, so sad. The president of Italy, as I'll go on to explain in just a second, is traditionally a mostly kind of ceremonial, symbolic uh, function, but has gained increasing power in recent years. Um, But also running for president is uh, Mario Draghi, formerly of the European Central Bank and current prime minister of Italy. And he's the prime minister, the leader of a national unity government. Uh, And previously, he was sort of the EU's henchman 
uh, in Italy uh, and was instrumental in deposing Berlusconi, in fact, in 2011 and putting in a, another national unity government or a technical government or a technocratic government, however you wish to phrase it. Um, so this is the backdrop and that election is going to happen on the 24th of January. So actually the first round of it will already have happened by the time you hear this on Tuesday, the 25th of January. Uh, the article by uh, Fazzi and Cornetto, Cornetti, excuse me, um, starts off by explaining how the presidency has changed from this a role which is traditionally understood as ceremonial. Um, obviously, it has some important powers in in terms of the ability to to so, sort of veto certain laws and so on. But the actual role that that, that the president's played has grown, and this has effectively implied a change to the Italian constitution. Uh, and it also speaks to the change that Italy has undergone as a democracy, as a member state in the EU, and even more so uh, in the Euro. And, and that kind of has implications, um, you know, for other countries in, in the EU as well, um, although they, they happen in different ways. What is common to the, these sort of mutations as a member state, uh, which uh, the authors highlight here, is that it increases the role of the executive and of technocratic bodies at the expense of the judiciary. So it weakens the parliament uh, and weakens the sovereignty of, of parliaments. Uh, Legisl the states. legislative, you mean, not the judiciary. Did I say judiciary? Yeah. Oh. And you also wow. said Cornetto rather than Cornetti. Cornetto well, is a nice cream myself. Alex, which <laughs> sounds myself. familiar but isn't. You shouldn't just assume that all Italians have the same kinds of names, Alex. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all food. It's all food names. I'm going to change everything. And you should know better food. as well, being in the Italian capital of Brazil. So that's that's yeah, possibly quite possibly true. So excuse me. Yes, it it, it weakens the the uh, legislature at the expense of uh, the executive and technocratic bodies. Um, so the, the president, and here the, I'm quoting, the president, uh, president's role that changes from a guarantor of the constitution to a guarantor of the country's, quote unquote, international obligations. This specifically means that the president has an increasing role in making sure that Italy toes the line with its, uh, to its EU obligations, uh, and rather than necessarily than representing the people's will. Um, or rather just maintaining you know, the rules of the game as, uh, as inscribed in the constitution. And so this has been something that's been visible over the past couple of years, uh, over the past decade and a half or so. Firstly, with Giorgio Napolitano uh, as uh, as president who governed during the Euro crisis. He was instrumental also in deposing Silvio Berlusconi in 2011 and putting in a technical government headed by Mario Monti. And then Sergio Mattarella after him, who remains president currently, uh, who played an important role in, in 2018 in easing Mario Draghi in as prime minister, again, in, uh, as a head of another sort of national unity government, as a way to avert new elections and further crisis. And I think this thing about Italy being kind of permanent crisis since, you know, really around 2011, uh, is something that is goes hand in hand with the growing role of the president. Um, it was who, a very dramatic roll of thunder. There, there is, yeah. No, I, we need to get this. To what you were saying? Yeah, we're getting the kind of afternoon monsoon rains here, and it's, it'd be good if uh, the weather cooperates and hit, the thunder hits at the exact kind of judicious moment. Hey there, you've reached the end of a short excerpt from an episode that's been released only to our patrons. If you'd like to join us and gain access to around two Patreon-exclusive episodes a month, please go to patreon.com/bungacast. We'd love to have you.